I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, thank you today for your word. Thank you that it is real, it is active, it is powerful. Thank you for the spirit of God who's already in this place, who's ready to translate what is being said into our hearts. I pray today that Jesus Christ will be magnified. He will be glorified and he will be more understood and appreciated more than we've ever known him as. And I thank you for using me to teach the oracles of God to your people. Breathe afresh on this word so that our lives can change for the better. And we declare for signs, miracles, and wonders to be released as a result of us teaching, reaching, and doing what we hear today. In Jesus' mighty name. Everybody say amen. Amen, amen. amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're back. Yeah, because some of you all took sabbatical while I was taking one too. (laughs) look at your neighbor if you would and say I'm a kingdom citizen today I'm starting a new series entitled thy kingdom come and the subtitle for the series is keys to functioning in the kingdom and if you're taking notes today the message title is the master key everybody say the master key The master key. And so the goal of the series is to provide you and I with some biblical keys that will equip you to maximize your citizenship as a kingdom citizen. And here's the other reason or goal for the the series is for you and I to get keys to help us live the more than abundant life that Jesus died for us to have. Now, most of us know John chapter 10, verse 10, but they're going to put it on the screen. I want to point out two things. Jesus said, the thief comes not but for to steal, kill, and what else? Destroy. But he says, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it, how? More abundantly. There are two things I want you to know very quickly. Jesus did not say in that verse that we will have life. He said that they might have life, which means that there's conditions on whether we have the life Jesus wants us to have. And I believe those conditions are going to be taught through the keys that I'm going to teach you through the series. And then the second thing, Jesus did not say that he came to give us abundant life. It said he came to give us a more than abundant life. When you look up the word abundant there, it means a lot. So what Jesus was really saying, he was saying, I came so you could have a lot of a lot of life. Now the amplified version says this, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance. To the full till it overflows. Amen. And so since I've never taught a series or lessons specifically on the kingdom of God, 
This series is going to contain some facts and some research, some historical data, some relevant information, and some revelations that I believe will help you and I better understand God's kingdom. Why? So that we can better function in it. Now, everyone was issued an envelope. If you got an envelope when you walked in, would you raise your hand if you got it? Okay, if you did not get an envelope, please raise your hand right now, and our ushers will give you one. All right. Now, as those who did not get one, unfortunately, if you're online, this is a hands on uh, uh, piece of the lesson that you, you, you can watch it, but you'll still get the impact of it. So keep your hands up until they bring you your envelope. Now, look at your neighbor and say, did you open your envelope? Okay, I don't want you to open your envelope. You can open it uh, once I tell you to do that because the envelope is going to help me demonstrate a major point and it's also connected to a major blessing. So don't give your envelope away to anybody. Okay, all right. Now, since we don't use the word kingdom in our culture today, I'm going to use some analogies that I believe is going to help us understand what the Bible means about kingdom. So I'm just going to make this first part very, very uh, plain. Kingdom is a king who has dominion. Everybody say a king who has dominion. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to look at our foundational verse this morning, which is found in Luke chapter 11, verses 1. And this was Jesus talking and he says, and it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased or stopped praying, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to do what church? Teach us to pray. Teach your children to pray. And then they said, as John also taught his disciples. Then verse two, and he said unto them, when you pray, say. Because you should be saying something when you're praying something. You want to fall asleep fast? Pray in your head. Amen. He said, when you pray, say. Say what, church? Our Father. In fact, let's read that together. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, Thy will be done as in heaven, so in earth. Now, Matthew chapter 6 verse 10 also mirrors this verse, which says this. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now, please notice that in that verse, it says that we have a father. Did y'all see that? He says, our father and our father, who is God? Listen, church has a kingdom. So everybody say with me. God has a kingdom. And that kingdom is called the kingdom of God. Most people may not know this, but Jesus' main message when he was here on the earth was regarding the kingdom of God. As a matter of fact, the phrase kingdom of God, when you look it up, it shows up in the New Testament 69 times. And watch this. 51 out of that 69, which is 74%, Jesus was the one who said it. So Jesus' main message was surrounded by the kingdom of God. So if this was his main message, I believe you and I should know more about God's kingdom so we can learn how to function in it. Say amen to that. Amen. Because here's the thing, what you may not know is 
This is important to you and I because if you've been born again, watch this, you've changed spiritual citizenship. How many have been born again? Born again? You've changed spiritual citizenship. We live in this world. This is what the, the video was about. We live in this world, but we're not what? Of this world. And that's what the video was about. And here's the thing. You and I cannot fully enjoy the rights and privileges of a kingdom if you don't understand how it works. Here's a fact. Everybody say fact. The UK, which stands for the United Kingdom. As a matter of fact, we have a member who actually lives in uh, the UK, uh, Chantel, shout out to you, girl. And uh, they have a system. It's called the National Health System. And here is one of the benefits of living in the UK is that you get free health care. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm moving, I'm moving, I'm moving. <laughs> you get free health care. Watch this. But as a citizen of the U.S., that benefit does not apply. You know why it doesn't apply? Because we're not citizens of the United Kingdom. Well, you and I, we would literally have to join ourselves as a citizen over there in order to get the benefits. Well, here's what I want to do. We're going to look now into this teaching on the kingdom of God. And I'm going to share with you some things that's going to help you receive some keys. Everybody say keys. Keys on how to function in it. Really, really well. Matthew chapter 6 verse 10. Let's go back to that verse. He says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So in this kingdom, this is where God rules. Everybody say God rules. And here's the thing that the verse tells us. That not only is God, and that's his kingdom, but he has a will that is being exercised in heaven, but he wants this will also to be done here on earth. So I'm going to ask you a question. Who do you think God wants to use to carry out his will that's being done in heaven, being carried out on earth? Who do you think he wants to use to do that? You and I, exactly. So let's set up our first point by asking a question. Here's a question and we're going to jump into the only point we have today. Who's in charge in God's kingdom? And then how do you and I get in it and function? So here's point number one. Christ is king over everything. Everybody say Christ is king over everything. Colossians chapter 1 verse 12 says, Giving thanks unto who? The Father. That's the one whose kingdom we're talking about. Giving thanks to the Father who has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. In other words, the Father has allowed us to enter the light. Verse 13, who, God, our Father, He hath delivered us from the power of darkness. What has He done? He hath. Is had, past or present or future tense. Past tense. So watch this. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. You don't have to be delivered from alcohol. You've already been delivered. You don't have to be uh, delivered from generational curses. You've always already been delivered. He has delivered us. Watch this. Not out of darkness. It's said from the power of darkness. Let me tell you the difference. It's just like being in the room. And if the room is dark, that somebody comes and put you in a room where the light is on. 
Well, what if the person who put you in the light room with the light on cut the light back off? You're back in the dark again. That's not what this is saying that God did. He didn't, watch this, he didn't move us from one room with light and, or dark to a room with light. What he did, he delivered us from the person who has the power to change the light to dark. So we've been delivered from the person who had the power to create darkness. And so watch what happens. It says he has delivered us from the power of darkness. And then watch this. That same father has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. And his dear son, this is the person in whom we have redemption through his blood. And then we have the forgiveness of sins. Thank God for Jesus Christ. Look in verse 15. Who, this is talking about Jesus, who is in the what church? Come on church. He's in the image. That word image means representation or resemblance. He is the image, the representation or the resemblance of the invisible God. No one has ever seen God. He's invisible. Why is he invisible? Because he is spirit. So Jesus is the image, he's the representation, he's the likeness of the Father, the firstborn of every creature. Now that word image is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and I'm doing this for a reason. Look in verse 3, it uses this word image. He said, but if our gospel be hid, it's hid to those who are lost. Watch this, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of those who believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the what church? He's the image of God should shine to them. Verse 16, for by him, by him who? By him the image, by him Jesus Christ were all things created. And watch this, that are in heaven and that are in earth, the things that are visible, the things that are invisible, whether there be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things, everybody say all things. All things were created by Jesus and for him, verse 17. And he, Jesus, is before all things and by him all things consist. And he, Jesus, is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning of the firstborn from the dead, that in all things, how many things, church? That in all things he, Jesus, might have preeminence. For it pleased the Father... That in Jesus should all the fullness dwell. Now let me ask you a question. Why is it important to understand Jesus' role in God's kingdom? It's important because Jesus is the master key to getting into, into the kingdom. Everybody say Jesus is the master key. See, you can have a key. See, most of the staff, they have keys to areas they need to be in. They have keys and they've been assigned keys to places they need to go. But Pastor Jonathan has a master key. Pastor Jonathan can pretty much get to any place in this church. So don't ask him to open up something for you. Praise the Lord. So Jesus is the master key into getting into the kingdom of God. And because, listen church, this is going to get a little deep. Look at your neighbor and say, this is about to get a little deep. Okay. Because God's acts... And his actions and somewhat looking at his attitude in the Old Testament can seem kind of harsh. God's actions in the Old Testament can seem kind of unreasonable. So here's what had to happen. God wanted to make sure that his heart and his character 
was properly known and clear. So he sent a representative that mirrored who he was. Jesus, listen church, Jesus was who God is on the earth. I'm going to say that again. Jesus was, when he was here, who God is on the earth. God is compassionate, and that's why when Jesus came, he showed compassion. Amen. God is love, and that's why when Jesus came, Jesus did what? He loved. God, watch this, wants us healed, and that's why when Jesus came, what did Jesus do? Jesus healed. When Jesus, well, look, God does not condemn. And that's why when Jesus came, Jesus did not what? So watch this now. Here's something that's good. Jesus was in human form everything God is in spirit form. I'm going to say it again. God, everybody say, you better pay attention. Listen, Jesus was in human form Everything God is in spirit form. And I think this verse will help me explain what I'm saying here. Look at 1 John chapter 5. 1 John 5, look in verse 7. It says, there are three that bear record. Where, church? In heaven. How many? Three that bear record in heaven. Read it with me. The Father. Who else? The Word. And who else? And the Holy Ghost, and keep reading, and these three are one. He said, there are three that bear record in heaven. He said, the Father, he said, the Word, and he said, the Holy Ghost. And then he says, and all these three are one. And this is where people get, watch this, the concept of the Trinity. But I don't like the word Trinity because you can't find it in the Bible. And this is why it's difficult for people to explain something that ain't in here. But what is in here is what we call, and the Bible calls, the Godhead. So you can explain it right here. It says there's three that bear record in heaven. He said the Father, he said the Word, and he said what else? The Holy Ghost and these three are one. Amen. So watch this church, So this because this is about to be really, really good. I have a question for you. Why didn't that verse say there are three that bear record in heaven? The Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I'm going to ask the question again. Why didn't that verse say there are three that bear record in heaven? The Father, Jesus, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Well, I'm going to help you understand why. Jesus did not have the name Jesus until he, known as the Word, was sent here on earth physically. I'm going to say that again. Track, look at your neighbor and say, if you go to napping, I'm going to go to slapping. Listen, church, don't get so churchy that you miss what I'm trying to do. Because, see, if you don't see Jesus right, you can't function in the kingdom right. So, why didn't it say the Father, Jesus, the Son, and the Holy Ghost? It's because Jesus did not have the name Jesus until he, better known as the word in heaven, was physically sent here on earth. He, listen church, he could not come to earth as the word because the word was spirit. He had to be given a name because everything on the earth is associated with the name. See, God brought all the animals to Adam in Genesis chapter 2. And when he brought them, he 
looked at Adam to see what name Adam would call all these animals. And in verse 19, it says, And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called every living creature, that was the name. Everybody say, that was the name. That was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all the cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a help meet for him. And if you keep reading, the Bible says God brought Eve to Adam to see what name he would call her. And the Bible says, he says, whoa, man. Woman. I want you to hear something. So when the word was sent from heaven by the father to the earth, he had to be given a name that was above every other name. Because he knew that name, every knee would have to bow and every tongue would have to confess that he is Lord. So he could not remain as the word in heaven. That's his position. He had to come down as a person in the flesh. You know why? And he had to be given a name above every name. So that name, watch this, will conquer any name. And that's why if you understand the power of why Jesus came with a name that's above every name, you'll realize the name of Jesus is greater than cancer. The name of Jesus is greater than pain. The name of Jesus is greater than your past. The name of Jesus is better than you didn't have a father growing up. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me this morning. The name of Jesus is greater than anything you will ever face. He could not have come as spirit. Watch this church. I'm going to get a little deeper. Because he needed flesh to conquer flesh. It was not Adam's spirit that sinned against God. It was Adam's flesh. The New Living Translation of Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14 says this. So then, since we have a great high priest. Everybody say a great high priest. It didn't say a high priest. It said a great high priest. See, there were several men in the Bible with the title high priest. There was a man named Hilkiah in 2 Kings chapter 22 who was named as a high priest. There was a man named Josedek in Haggai chapter 1 verse 1 and verse 12 who was named high priest. There was a man named Joseph in the Old Testament who, uh, in the book of Zechariah chapter 3. This man was mentioned as a high priest. There was a man named Caiaphas in the New Testament in Matthew chapter 26 who said he was a high priest. And there was a man named named Ananias in the book of Acts. They said that he was a high priest. But guess what, church? None of these were great high priests. Jesus wasn't just a high priest. He was a great, everybody say a great high priest. He was a great high priest. Hebrews 4 verse 14, I'm going to continue to read it. It says, so then we have a great high priest. Who has entered into heaven. Jesus the son of God. And then it says let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours. He understands our weaknesses. For he faced all the same testings we do. Yet without sin. And this is why the word had to come in the flesh. And be called Jesus to conquer the flesh. Because you can't conquer your own flesh. See, some of y'all are fighting yourself when all you got to do is surrender to Jesus. 
I love the way John chapter 1 says it. It says, in the beginning, watch this, what would your understanding going to get clear now? In the beginning was the, the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God, verse 2. And the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by the word, by him. And without him was nothing made that was made. But then verse 14 makes it clear again. It said, however, but the word had to become flesh. And dwelt among us. And this is why Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 says. So let us come boldly to the throne of grace. So we can obtain mercy and find grace to help. Everybody say Jesus is the master key. He's the master key to getting into the kingdom of God. And this is why you have to be born again. You have to be born again. Why? Because it's the only way to get in. Have you ever been somewhere and uh, your friend had a connection that you didn't have? Amen. Back in the day, you know, in the club. How many, how many been to, been to the club? Been to the club? Oh, come on. Oh my God, we talking about Jesus and y'all lying. Come on now. I didn't ask you, did you go last night? Let me ask the question again. Have you ever been to the club? Raise your hand. Thank you, saints. Online, I know you've been. Praise God. There are certain clubs that had certain status levels that you couldn't get in unless you knew somebody. They didn't care if you had the money. They didn't care if you had the ID. You just had to be with someone who knew someone so you could get in. Well, the only way to get into the kingdom is with the master key, Jesus. Watch what Jesus says to a man named Nicodemus chapter uh, in John chapter 3. I'm almost finished. It says, there was a man of the Pharisees whose name was Nicodemus. He was a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher that comes from God because no one can do these miracles that you are doing except God be with him. Jesus answered it. And said unto him, Barely I say unto you, Nicodemus, except the man be what, church? Born again. Watch this. He can't even see the kingdom of God. And then verse 4, Nicodemus said unto him, Well, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And so Jesus said, Barely, barely I say unto you, Except the man be what, church? Born of water. And of the spirit, he cannot what? He cannot what? He cannot what? Enter the kingdom of God. So there's criteria right there. The only way to enter into the kingdom of God, you must be born again. And he described born again as being born of water and of the spirit. Let me clear this up. That is not water baptism. You don't need to be baptized by water to be saved. You don't need to be baptized by water to be born again. Being baptized in water is just your proof that something on the inside has happened. So you're showing people on the outside. 
You say, well, Pastor Edmund, what does that word water mean? And this is why I tell you all the foundation of understanding the Bible is three things. Number one, you the Bible will interpret itself within the verse. And if it doesn't interpret itself in the verse, then you keep reading. It's going to interpret itself in the context. And then if you don't get the context, if it doesn't explain itself, then you go back to previous uses. Well, what does water mean here? Well, let's read the context. Let's keep reading. He says, verily I say unto you, except the man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Verse 6, that which is born of the flesh is the flesh. So that's what water represents. It what represents the flesh. And then he said, and that which is born of spirit is what? Spirit. Isn't it ironic that when a baby's born, what happens to the mother? Her water breaks. Verse 7, marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. So I want you to notice, Jesus said you must be born again to enter into the kingdom of God. So, everybody's got a key. Pull your envelopes out if you will. Pull your envelopes out. Pull your envelopes out. All right? Now, everybody open your envelope. Open your envelope. Open your envelope. And then once you have the key inside the envelope, I want you to raise your key up so everybody around you can see it. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Now look at your neighbors and look at their key. Look at their key. Look at their key. Everybody's key looks alike, right? Yeah, yeah, but there's somebody that's got a gold key. Who got the gold key? Stand up if you got the gold key. If you got the gold key. Stand up if you got the gold key. Look at your key. Have you opened it? You got the gold key? It's gold, not silver. It's gold. Do you have a, is there a gold key? There she is right there. Come on, young lady. Come on up here. Bring your key with you, though. You need that. Because the key is the key to your blessing. Come right over here. Help her up. Durbin, if you would, help her up on the stage for me. All right. So watch this. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He says, I am, I am the door. No man can come through that door, except they come through me. And so this young lady, let me see your key. All right. She has a different key. Her key is gold. Which means that she has access to a door y'all ain't got. And let me just say this while I'm at it. There's only one way to get to heaven. There's only one person that can get you in and his name is Jesus Christ. Buddha can't get you in. Muhammad can't get you in. Black Israelite can't get you in. Listen, but I know who can get you in. His name is Jesus. He's the master key. And so, and so, I want you to take this key. Uh, somebody else, give me y'all a key. Give me a key. Give me a key. Give me a key. Give me a key. All right, let me see if your key will open this door. It looked like her key. But let me see if that key will open this door over here. Nope. Uh, would you use your key to see if your key will open that door? I hope it does. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So Jesus is the master key. Now she can enter into the kingdom. Go inside because there's something behind that door. See that? Look down, look down. See that? Oh, won't you bring that out? Bring that out. Yes, come on. You can close the door. You got a key. You can come in and out anytime you want to. She said, I'm going to lock the door. I ain't got no alarm system. 
Praise God. So why don't you put that up here? Let's see what's inside the box. Let's see. And I know it's all nice and pretty, but we're going to mess it up real fast. We're just going to take this off. I don't know how to do this. Pastor Lisa, she's she, she, she going to redo it, I guess, for the second service. Let's, let's see what's in here. Because, see, whatever's in here, Jesus provided. I want to know, too. Oh, oh, we got a gift card here. $500. Somebody give the Lord a praise. So y'all give her a hand clap. You can take that with you. Now, I'm closing with this right here. I'm closing with this. You want to take that? All right. I'm going to close with this. Uh, Let's close with Matthew chapter 16. And I'm going to teach on this next week. Matthew 16. And uh, they're going to put it on on the screen. Verse 19. And Jesus says, watch this now. I will give unto you. What's the next word, church? The what? The Notice that word keys is plural. See, there's only one key to get you in the kingdom. But once you get in there, Jesus said, oh, I, I, I got some other keys for you. And so that's why, in my opinion, most believers live beyond the life, the more than abundant life Jesus wants them to have. You know why? Because they don't understand the other keys in order to function in the kingdom. And so next week, I'm going to teach you on some keys. Amen. Did you get something out of the lesson today? So how do we apply the word today? Number one, surrender to Christ today so that you can enter God's kingdom. Number two, if you're already born again as a kingdom citizen, here's what makes it hard. Submit to the will of God and the authority of Christ. So many of you right here in this room, you had used the master key to get in, but you're not surrendering to his kingship. See, the whole role of a king is to tell you what to do. But you have, I'm talking to some people right now, you have reached the point in your life where Jesus ain't telling you what to do. Well, let me tell you what's going to happen. When you don't let the king whose kingdom you live in don't tell you what to do, you know what you're going to experience? The same thing Pastor Jomo said last week, and that's pain. Because, see, the king has some rules and some guidelines and some things that will help us live. So, if you're born again, submit to the will of God and the authority of Christ. Here's number three. Learn what these kingdom keys are and begin to use them. And then last but not least, listen to the message one more time and share it with someone who needs to be born again or needs to better understand how God's kingdom works. So here's the deal. I'm doing an altar call right now. We have our new membership class immediately after this. I'm going to give everybody the right hand of fellowship who's going to join Word of Truth Family Church right now. But then there are some people with every head bowed. There are some people in this room right now. And there are some people.